Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast God's Holy Word. I'm your lovely host Leslie Sullivan and today is episode 40. And today we're going to take a quick look at a very powerful verse. It is Philippians chapter 4 verse 7 and I'm reading from the TLB version. So here we go. It says God's peace is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. His peace will keep your thoughts and your hearts quiet. and at rest as you trust in Christ Jesus. The first thing that got my attention about this verse is God's peace. It starts by saying God's peace is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. Here's the thing. Peace comes from God. It does not come from us. There have been times in my life where I have tried to have peace in my life and it just doesn't work on my own. The only peace I can find is from God. And I'll give an example. You know, there are times I've gone through some really tough hardships, and so I'll read like a self-help book or something. They can mean well and they can be positive, but it only takes you so far. And it did not give me the peace that I was longing. It was like I would read the book, but then I would need another book and another book and another book, and it's like, you know what? If I'm not getting what I need from that, then I need to change something. So I went to God's holy word to find my peace and I found it. And what I learned is that God's peace doesn't come from people. It comes from him. And the reason why there are some people that are peaceful is because they get their peace from God. And that's why they are so pleasant to be around. Also what's interesting is that sometimes we may not understand God's peace. It may be far above and beyond what what we can possibly comprehend. And I could speak for an example of that in my life. There have been times in my life where my life has been so chaotic, so anxious that when I did have peace, it seemed so foreign. It felt like I wasn't accomplishing anything. Like I was so used to living in anxiety and fear and turmoil that I did not understand the peace of Christ. I just did not understand peace. But then once I started having peace in my life, then I understood that this chaos is not what I need. I need peace. So I choose peace every single time as much as I can. It goes on to say his peace will keep your thoughts and your hearts quiet and at rest as you trust in Christ. Again, it's his peace. His peace will keep your thoughts and your hearts quiet and at rest. Our own peace will not keep our thoughts and hearts quiet. We cannot produce that kind of peace. The kind of peace that we need only comes from God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. That only comes from God. It only comes from the Jewish Messiah, and that is Yeshua. So again, we can't get these things from us. We can only get it from from God and from his son Jesus Christ. also known as Yeshua, the Jewish Messiah. So, we need to be careful about who are we putting our faith in? Are we putting our faith in addictions or are we putting our faith in self-help books or are we putting our faith in false theologies or ideologies? Are we putting our faith in our work? And there's nothing wrong with working, but if that's where our faith is, what happens when you lose your job or when something in your job doesn't go right? 
Well, it can be very tumultuous, right? It can be very disappointing, but if we put our faith in Jesus Christ, we will have peace so that we will have peace through the storm. And we will get out of the storm. But if, but if you put your faith in anything outside of God, it's going to be very difficult to get out of that storm and to realize that you don't have to stay there. You know, if you're in a bad job, go get a better job. If something's not going right at your work, pray about it. Give it to God. He can handle it. But when we don't have faith to take those leaps of faith, then we stay stuck. And that's not what God wants. He does not want us to stay stuck ever. So it says his peace will keep your thoughts and your hearts quiet and at rest as you trust in Christ Jesus. When we have the peace of God, we have this calmness, right? And we trust Jesus. If we don't trust Jesus, then we don't have peace from God because those things go hand in hand. For example, if our mind is constantly racing, we've got an issue. If our heart is troubled, we've got an issue. What I've done in my life is I write everything down, and it's just between me and God. I write everything down that's bothering me, things I don't like, things I need help with, and I go to God with all those things. I go to him and just tell him all those things and let him help me. And I ask him to help me. And I also ask him to advise me, give me wisdom. And he always helps me. I try and do that every day. And sometimes before I go to bed, I don't have anything I need help with and I'm like, "Wow, this is wonderful. I I feel so blessed above more than usual, right?" See, cuz there's a thing, whenever we have problems, whenever we have things happening, we don't feel blessed. But in fact, we are blessed because we are blessed because we have a heavenly Father that cares about us. And what God does, he takes what was meant for our harm and turns it into for our good. What's interesting is that whenever I pray and I'm praying to God saying, "Lord, I'm so thankful for this. Thank you for blessing me with all these things." And I will write down all the ways that God has blessed me. Almost every single one of those things that I can name and list where God has blessed me, they are an answer to a prayer that I had previously. God took a situation or an area of my life, turned it around and blessed it. So if we're not going to God with our problems, guess what? We're stuck with our problems because again, we can't bring about our own peace. We can only go to God for our peace. Only God can provide us that peace. But if we don't go to him with our problems, then guess what? We're going to keep our problems every day for the rest of our lives. And God doesn't want that for us. He can turn anything bad in our life and turn it for good. And he will bless us because that's God's promise to us. All of God's promises are yes and amen. And all of God's promises are true. He's not a liar. The devil is the liar. God is not the liar. The devil is the murderer. God is not the murderer. It always distresses me whenever I hear parents that have a, a child that has cancer And I understand they're speaking out of fear, but they need to stop speaking out of fear. They need to speak out of faith. When they're speaking out of fear, they'll say, "Oh God, please don't take my child. Please don't take my child." I got news for you. It's not God that's taking your child. God doesn't kill children. 
God is not a murderer. That's the devil. Why don't you try rebuking him? That may sound harsh in what I'm saying, but God is not a murderer. Can you imagine if these parents, if they, if they say, Lord, we trust you, we love you, we believe in you, we know you're going to heal our child. Please heal our child immediately of XYZ condition or cancer or illness, whatever the case may be. And you have to believe that God is going to heal your child. Even in the face of adversity, believe that he will heal your child. Because if you think that he's killing your child, then why would you think that he would heal your child? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, why would you go to the same God that you think is killing your child? Why would you go to him for the healing as well? It makes no sense. God's not a killer. He's a healer. We need to start speaking words of faith. And here's the thing. If more people had the peace of God, I think we would have a way more peaceful country and planet for, for that matter. Because God's peace is above, is above and beyond our understanding. And there's a reason for that. God knows everything. He, he knows everything that's going on behind the scenes. He knows everything that you know. He knows everything that you don't know. So, for example, if something's not going well at your work, your job, or maybe you have a great job and make millions of dollars, but something's going on with, with your lawyer, like something legal is going on, or maybe financial, you may not know exactly what's happening or what's going on behind your back, but God knows. So why not take it up with him? Even if you're atheist or agnostic, take it up with God. He's not going to tell you no. He's not going to say, I can't help you. If anything, God loves to hear from atheists and agnostics. Because he knows that they are his children as well. He loves to help his children. And who better to help you than our Heavenly Father? He knows what your enemy is doing. And here's the thing. He knows about the enemies that you don't know about. He knows about these people or these enemies that want to steal your joy, steal your peace, steal your happiness, steal your property, steal your funds, whatever the case may be. God knows all that and he will guard you and protect you. But you have to speak words of faith over your life, over your situation because if you do not, it's going to be almost impossible to get the right outcome. See because whatever you speak comes to pass. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. If you think you're dying, you more than likely will die if all you ever speak is death over your life. If you don't believe you can be healed, guess what? More than likely you will not be healed. See, because here's the thing. God made our bodies in a very very beautiful way. Whatever you think you become, So if you think I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick. Guess what? You probably are sick and you're getting sicker every day. The more you say that, the more you think that. But if you think and you say, speak with your mouth, I am healed, I'm blessed, I'm whole, I am healthy, I'm I am doing very well. Even in the face of adversity, you start speaking words of faith over your life, over your situation, your situation by natural law and by supernatural spiritual law has to change why because you are speaking words of faith don't ever speak words of defeat 
Because we have the victory in Christ Jesus. Why would you think you're defeated when you actually are, are the victor? You have the victory. We should always believe in the best outcome. Even when it doesn't look good, even when it doesn't feel good, even when we're told the opposite. Here's the thing. I look at it this way. We have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Cuz I've been at the bottom of the pit and when I was at my worst and I was going through so much stuff, I've been through so much hell. Like I I tell people whenever serious situations come up and they want me to get down the dumps, I'm like, "Look, no. I've been to hell and I'm never going to I'm never going back. I have overcome that obstacle. Jesus is for me who dare be against me." And some people don't understand that, but it's like, you know what? When you have been so miserable, and so heartbroken and you have been fighting for your life especially in my health it's like you know what why would i accept anything less than god's best it's like if i'm down at the bottom the only place i can look is up so that's what i chose to do i chose to look up as opposed to looking around at my circumstances i chose to be a believer not a doubter It is so easy to doubt and the devil wants us to doubt. He wants us to doubt God on all fronts. It's ridiculous. And you know what's even more ridiculous is that the devil's a loser. He's already lost. But yet he's trying to get us to think that we're lost. And it's like, "No, actually we won that battle." And guess what? Jesus won the battle for us. He won the battle at the cross at Calvary. So what are we worried about? We should have the peace of God. And for the longest time I didn't understand that. I thought peace was something external that just kind of came upon you. You know, you know kind of like a an external presence. And sometimes that can happen, you know, like when the Holy Spirit is is really speaking to you and you feel this sense of peace in the room. Of course that happens. But God wants that peace to be inside of us. He wants it to be operating in our life every day. Well, the only way that's going to happen is if we have it living on the inside of us. So plant a good seed of faith in your heart and watch the peace bloom in your life. You know, I have a challenge for you, and I think it's a fun one. I'm giving you something that I personally have done. I went ahead and planted some bell pepper seeds. I love bell peppers. I put them in my smoothies and I also cook with them as well. I noticed there were all these seeds and these bell peppers and I didn't want to throw them away because I thought about seed time and harvest, right? I thought, you know, I'm going to plant these seeds and I live in an apartment and I'm going to grow them on my balcony. I have to date 58 plants growing on my balcony. 58 They're not huge yet. But I just thought, you know, I want to see something grow. And I want to see something good grow. So when I was planting those seeds, I just spread them out and kind of like a long, it's like a it looks like a trough, but it's not. It's like a a long planter, but it's long lengthwise almost like a rectangle. 
And I, I didn't plant them individually. I just kind of sprinkled them through the dirt. And then I put dirt on top of them because I didn't know which seeds were going to sprout and which ones were not. Because initially I was going to buy all these individual pots and put one, one seed in each pot. But I was like, I don't want to buy that much dirt up front and that many pots up front if I don't know if they're going to bloom or if they're going to sprout or whatever. And guess what? I have 58 plants. I've lost like two of them, but it was because of the wind. The wind like snapped their twig or whatever. So I've been having to protect my plants from the high wind velocities here in Oklahoma. But um, what's interesting is that whenever I see those plants, I think about what am I planting in my life? Am I, am I planting faith or am I planting doubt? Am I planting the word of God Or am I just reading the news all the time? Am I looking forward to my future? Am I planting a seed of my future? Or am I planting a seed of, oh, it's going to be miserable, there's inflation? What am I doing to make my life better? And I never thought that I would grow bell peppers. I never thought that I could grow so many in an apartment, excuse me, on a balcony. But I am, and they're so neat. Like, they, they just, it's so strange. They do their own thing, and I've never grown that many plants like that all at once. But it's really neat to do so because you get to see them grow. And, you know, initially I saw no growth. Initially I saw nothing, but I kept watering. I made sure not to overwater. I made sure not to let them sit in the sun too long because sometimes when it gets really hot here, the sun just nukes anything. Especially if it's like new growth. They can't uh, handle the, the heat. So I was babying these seeds even before they, they came up through the earth, before I saw them sprout up. And initially, I only saw a couple sprout up through the earth, uh, through, through the soil or through the dirt in the pot. Then, out of nowhere, I see all of these little sprouts popping up like crazy. I mean, they sprouted up like weeds, but they're not weeds, right? Because they're beautiful seeds from uh, bell peppers. Then I was like, wait a second. It looks like they're not growing anymore. But I kept watering them. I kept rotating their pots so they wouldn't be in, like, full-blown sun for, like, 12 hours or something. Then they just grew, 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 grew. And I was like, oh, wow, I have more than I thought that would grow. See, I didn't count the seeds When I planted them in their little potter thing, I just sprinkled them in there. I didn't count them out. And so I counted all the stems, and I was like, I've got 60 plants here growing. <laughs> and there's not enough room for their roots. So I was like, okay, how do I transplant these? Like, I didn't know how to transplant something so fragile, so small. And so I YouTubed how to... Um, Separate seedlings, I guess is what you call it, and transplant them so they don't go into shock. And then I had to buy all these, these potted plants. So initially I went to Lowe's, and I learned that clay pots are very expensive, especially when you need 60 of them. So I was like, well, I know that they're going to need a bigger pot after this initial pot, so why don't I just buy like those transplanter pots? They're kind of like that flimsy plastic, but they sit up tall. So they, they have weight in them based on how much soil you put in there. 
but at least the root system can get established and they can grow individually at their own rate. So I tried to find those online, could not find them from a good buyer or, or a good seller that wasn't trying to rip me a new one financially. So I just went on Amazon and I bought these uh, plastic pot things, and I bought I think it's like a hundred of them. Some of them showed up kind of messed up and damaged because they're flimsy and they got squished. So I maybe have seventy-five to eighty-five that are good to go. So I have started to transplant those seedlings into their own little pots. And I've been watering them, I've been babying them, and then now I'm going to buy a fertilizer food for vegetables. And I'm going to continue to grow these, and I'm going to see how many I can get to grow to, you know, full-size plant and have some peppers. Because I, I realized how much money I was spending on bell peppers. Bell peppers have gone up in price horribly. It's not as bad as it could be, but I noticed it. Like it was considering how many I eat, I maybe eat like. Two or four bell peppers every couple of days because I I eat them in smoothies and I cook with them. They're a really great vegetable. I love them. Well, that adds up quickly when they um, when they get expensive. So I thought, well, I've got all these seeds, and what's interesting is that I was already saving the seeds anyway, but I hadn't really decided whether or not to plant them. I was just collecting them, and then I thought, you know, I have all these seeds. Why don't I grow my own food? I live in an apartment complex. I have a balcony. It gets good sunlight. I'll try it. You know, it, you know, it can't do any harm. You know, if anything, it's going to help me. You know, that's really good. And the last time I counted how many seeds I have, which was probably a couple months ago, and it was, it took a while to count these because they're so small. Last time I counted, I have over a thousand uh, bell pepper seeds. And when I researched bell peppers. I didn't know why they were different colors. Initially, I thought that each bell pepper, if it was a different color, it was its own type of seed. But that's not true. We have green bell peppers, red, orange, and yellow are the ones I've seen. And the reason why they change colors is because it depends on how long they are on the stalk, how long they stay connected to their plant. So I can't remember what color they changed to at what time. But I think the longer they're on the plant, the more they turn red or yellow or orange. But if they're green, then they did not stay connected to their plant as long. You can still eat them and still cook with them; they're still good. But I prefer the red ones because those are sweet. I love those; those are my favorite. So I realized, okay, I have over a thousand seeds now. I've planted sixty. Two of the plants are no more because they they got snapped by the wind. But I have 58, I think, right now, and they're still going strong. And I just thought, you know, how neat would it be to designate each plant for something that I want to see come to life in my life? Let's say, for example, I need a new car, which I do because I was sideswiped and dragged through an intersection last year,、uh, last summer. And come to find out, it has messed up my L4 and my L5. So needless to say, I've been lifting up healing prayers for that, and my back is so much better. I'm still following up with the doctor, just doing some due diligence there for my health.、Uh, but I'm way better off now than I was before in terms of my back and my spine. But anyway, I thought, you know, I have all these plants. Why don't I designate each individual one for something that that I want to see come to pass, and I want something to grow in a good way in my life? 
So now that I'm starting to put these plants into, into their individual pots, I'm going to designate them for different things that I want to see come to pass in my life. And also to see the good things in my life. Like, for example, if I want joy, I'm going to name one of these plants joy. If I want peace, I'm going to name one of these plants peace. And so forth. Let's say, for example, I want a new truck. I'm going to name one of my plants Dodge Ram. Because that's the kind of truck I want. And that's the kind of truck I had before it got totaled. So it's one of those things that it's easier to practice your faith when you make it tangible, when you make it realistic, when you make it something that is relevant to you. Sometimes I feel like we Christians, we make our walk with Christ so difficult when it doesn't need to be and it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be peaceful. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a joy. You know, we're supposed to be joyful in our faith. Like it says in the Bible to be of good cheer. And there are some people that will say, well, look at what's happening in our country and the economy. Okay, pray about it. Yes, those things happen, but even in the face of adversity, we're supposed to be of good cheer. You know, we, we are supposed to set the standard in this world. And, and that is quite a task, but at the same time, it all belongs to the Lord. So whenever we have good cheer, we don't feel as burdened, if burdened at all. And I kid you not, I've never grown so many bell peppers in my life. I mean, I think I grew like two or three plants as a child. And if anything, I was more a fan of pumpkins because I wanted competition-sized pumpkins because I wanted to compete <laughs> for that. So I love large pumpkins. They're so cute. But, um, you know, it's one of those things that you have to do what brings you joy. And I look at it this way, as long as it's legal and moral, it's something that has been on your heart and God wants to bless you with that, I say go for it. You know, I've always wanted to have a garden, but I haven't purchased a home yet. And I was like, sometimes I always kind of felt like with living in an apartment that I couldn't have plants. And I was like, you know what? You know, we have the opportunity to grow our own food, so why not do so? And if something doesn't work, try something else. You know, I tried to grow potatoes. That did not go well at all. They just rotted. So I gave up on that. And then I noticed, hey, I'm still collecting all these pepper seeds. And I was like, well, you know, I didn't really know anything about it. I didn't know, like, what kind of sun they need, what kind of soil. You know, I didn't really know much about the root system. But then, you know, the more I thought about it, the more excited I got about it. And, more, and the more I looked at those seeds, like I just kept them in like a clear container in one of my cabinets. And every time I opened my cabinet, I would see it. And I just kept thinking seed time and harvest, seed time and harvest. And I was like, you know what? God gave us these seeds for a reason. So why not use them? Why not put them into practice? You know, I just thought, you know, what, what a joy it is and what a blessing it is that God gives us what we need when we need it. I just thought it was a wonderful thing to do. So I challenge you, buy a package of seeds of something that you want to grow. Even if you live in an apartment like me, just get some cheapo pots that you can buy from Amazon or Lowe's, whatever the case may be, and plant those seeds and designate them. Designate them. Because it's, it's one thing to just grow something willy-nilly and not really care about. It's completely different when 
you really have a passion for something and you really care about something and you really care about its growth because you know there are times like I'll wake up in the morning and before I go to work I'll go out and I'll check on my plants. And then I get home from work and I check on them. And then I'll eat dinner or exercise, you know whatever the case may be, answer emails. And then sometimes before I go to bed, I'll go out there and check on them again. <laughs> Just cuz I want to see them, you know? Like I want to see their growth. And um I I've learned to water them at night because if you water them during the day, the water when it heats up, it can actually scorch their leaves and it can cause your plant to get burned, almost like sunburned. So I only water my plants at night. Um right before I go to bed. So that that greatly helps them and I only mist them at night. Like I bought a a really cool mister from Amazon. It's battery operated and it's a way that you can spray your plants with water without like overloading them with like a flood. So um that really greatly helps their leaves, but I only do that at night. So for sure, check out something new, do something that is meaning to you and just have that be some some me time with you and the Lord if that makes sense. You know, just have it be some fellowship. You know, because God gave us this world, we're supposed to be good stewards of it. Why not be of good cheer and really enjoy our lives? I think that would just be a wonderful thing. I will go ahead and end this podcast, but until next time, as usual, I pray that you're happy, healthy and whole, that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. God bless. Love you all very much. Bye-bye. We bought
Ты не 